Welcome back to the Community Online Podcast. This week, we're joined by community pastor Ted Canaris as we continue the series Naturally Supernatural. Remember, you can always find us on Sundays streaming live at communityonline.tv. We hope to see you there. In the doctor's words, it was nothing short of a miracle, and I was healed. I was in tears as I was receiving the word from God that definitely strengthened, encouraged, and comforted me. And in my heart, I heard him respond, I know. And those two words healed so much. Have you ever gotten a text from someone, but it just seemed a little bit suspicious? The phone number was the one you recognize, but it, it doesn't quite sound like that person. Take this example I saw on Twitter recently. A father became suspicious of the text he received from his wife, text that read something like this. The kids deserve device time. They've been going through a tough stretch of school and they've been good at dealing with all of this. Just a random thought. Love ya. And then there was this one. I think we should let the kids do their Roblox or whatever during school. Seems sensible. I've been, it's been a bumpy road this year and they deserve it. Love ya. Now, of course, when his wife reclaimed her phone, the suspicious gig was really up. And I just love this next interaction. Huh? Who wrote this? Your scheming kids. Man, I can relate to that definitely. Kids can be a little crafty sometimes. But clearly, Michael recognized right away that these messages were not from his wife. Most of the time, when we receive text messages or other types of communication, we can pretty quickly figure out who it's from. Phone number, the email address, the actual person standing right in front of us, all that gives us the information that we need. But what about when we're communicating with God? How do we know it's really Him on the other end of that message? And how do we know we're really hearing from Him at all? Well, today we're continuing our series called Naturally Supernatural. And during this series, we're challenging one another to open ourselves up to the way that God wants to work in us and through our lives. But I want to start today by reminding us that the point of this series and this kind of study is not the supernatural acts themselves. The point is experiencing a dimension in our relationship with God that I fear many of us are missing out on. And when that happens, we believe we'll begin to naturally experience the supernatural in our lives. So during this series, we're challenging one another to expand our plausibility structure. And if you were here last week, you'll remember this image that we used. And if you missed it, I really want to encourage you to go back and watch that first message on demand to get all the groundwork for our conversation today. The plausibility structure that you see here describes the assumptions that we make about God and how he moves and how he works and how he speaks in our world today. If it's inside the box, it's what we think is possible. If it's outside the box, it's what we think isn't possible. And whether we recognize it or not, we all tend to box God into our understanding of what we think is plausible. For many of us, this box is pretty small, and so we're challenging each other to expand that structure by expanding the four dimensions of the box. Those four dimensions are one, theology, an understanding of the supernatural that's rooted in what the writers of Scripture tell us. Two, testimonies, stories of the supernatural things that are happening right now today. Three, tactics, 
practical instructions on, on how to engage in the supernatural in a natural way. And finally, trust. Overcoming our fear and our doubt to step out in faith. As each of these dimensions expand, our expectation of what is plausible for God will also expand with it. And today, the naturally supernatural practice that we're focusing on is hearing from God. We believe that God desires to communicate with us in supernatural ways. But the problem is that many of us would say that we don't ever really hear from God. And there can be all kinds of reasons that we don't hear from God. Lots of times I know I struggle to hear from Him because I'm just too distracted or I'm too busy to slow down and to really listen. Maybe that's you too. Maybe you struggle with fear or shame or you just kind of explain away His voice when you hear that prompting. Or maybe you struggle to believe that He would speak to you at all. But wherever you are, wherever you're at in your journey, Today, we're going to be challenging each other to move beyond those hindrances and to hear from God. So to start off, let's talk about the God who does communicate. The writers of Scripture make it clear that God has always communicated with His people. Let me show you what I mean. Right from the very start in the book of Genesis, Genesis 1.28, He spoke directly to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. And then a few chapters later in Genesis 12, He spoke directly to Abraham. And then later in Hebrews, we're told that he spoke to his people repeatedly throughout all the Old Testament prophets. In fact, there are over 2,000 instances, yes, 2,000 recorded in the Old Testament alone of God speaking in various ways to his people. And then you turn to the New Testament. You see in Luke 1, 28, God spoke to Mary through an angel. Matthew 1, 20, he spoke to Joseph in a dream. And again in Hebrews 1, 2, And ultimately, he spoke to all of us through his son, Jesus. God loves to communicate to his people. And the great news is, this doesn't end when Jesus returned to the Father. In the account of Jesus' life as told by John, one of his disciples, Jesus says this. He says, all this I have spoken while still with you, but the advocate, The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything that I have said to you. When we make the decision to follow Jesus, he promised that he would send each of us the Holy Spirit to guide us, to empower us, and to fill us. And since our relationship with God is just that, a relationship, we can trust that the Holy Spirit is also communicating to us in all kinds of ways all the time. I mean, side note, just pause for a moment and marvel at the fact that the God of the universe, the creator of everything that we know and see, is communicating with us right now. So how does he do it? How does God the Holy Spirit communicate with us? I mean, not many of us have gotten a phone call or a text message from the Spirit, right? I mean, I'd be a little suspicious if I had caller ID say it was God. And yet, he is speaking, And today, I want to briefly talk about a few of the most common ways that God the Holy Spirit speaks to us today. First, the Holy Spirit speaks to us through Scripture. You may have experienced this when you began reading a passage in the Bible and felt as though it was written just for you. One way to listen for this more intentionally is through a practice called Lectio Divina which is essentially an ancient practice where you read a short passage of Scripture, like one or two verses, a few times, and then maybe a couple times more. And you stop, and you listen, and you invite the Holy Spirit to speak to you. 
A friend of mine recently did this with their small group on the 1 Corinthians 13 passage about love. It says love is patient and love is kind and so on. Maybe you've heard that before at a wedding. Maybe it's one of your favorite passages. But none of the people of the group had ever done something like Lectio Divina. So no one really knew what to expect. But all they did was slowly read the verses out loud to the group three times with some silence between each reading, listening. When they finished the final reading, they simply processed the experience together as a group. And one of the people in the group said, I expected to feel conviction about my relationship with my sister, but I was really surprised because I felt like God brought my mother to my mind. Now, this might seem like not a big deal, but it's actually a really beautiful and special moment because that sense of surprise that she experienced is often a sign that it's the Holy Spirit communicating. She heard from God. I mean, she really heard from God in that moment as they read scripture together. God speaks through scripture. Another way that God speaks to us is through circumstances. Now, these are the situations that might seem like a coincidence maybe, but you ask for a sign and something happens, or you see a relevant image that is personally meaningful to you at just the right moment. Or maybe you feel discouraged and a friend shows up with a coffee just to say that they care about you and love you. The Holy Spirit also speaks to us through circumstances. Now, Sometimes it can be difficult to know whether circumstances like these are really a message from God, especially when the message is about something more life-altering than just coffee. I know, hard to imagine something more life-altering than coffee. But that's one of the reasons why it's really helpful to hear from God, the Spirit, through other people. For example, it's not uncommon for people to hear from the Spirit when we're at church together or participating online, for example. As a teaching pastor, I pray every week that the Spirit would speak through the messages that we teach and through the series that we plan. But we also hear from God through people in our small group or from other Christian mentors or friends. God speaks through other people. Now, another way that we can hear from the Holy Spirit is through nature. And there are images and metaphors all over nature that remind us of things like, like death and resurrection in the seasons of the year, of God's faithfulness to us in the image of, of a rainbow, or a sense of awe and wonder when we see a mountain or an ocean or a beautiful landscape. God speaks to us through scripture. He speaks to us through circumstances. He speaks to us through other people. God speaks to us through nature. And by the way, there are lots more, but one last way that God speaks to us that I want to highlight today is through prayer. Most of us know that in prayer, we can talk to God, of course, but sometimes we miss out on the fact that we can also hear from God in prayer. For me, scripture and this practice of listening prayer are the two most common ways that I hear God's voice. Sometimes while I'm listening to God in prayer, I have a strong impression or sense of something that arises as I'm praying about a specific situation. Sometimes I see a helpful insight or a picture in my mind that is either for me or for someone else. Other times I've actually felt God's movement in me so strongly that it's as if I've heard a sort of internal voice actually speaking to me in that moment. It can happen for all of us in all different ways, in light of our unique wiring and situations, but it's so helpful for us to hear testimonies from others. So here's a quick story from our Lincoln Square community pastor, Mikkel White, about a time she heard from the Holy Spirit. In 2013, my husband and I went through a particularly difficult 12 months. 
During that year, we experienced losses and diagnoses that left me feeling really unimportant to the Lord. I was really struggling because I knew He could intervene to heal and save. He's big enough and powerful enough, but He chose not to, and I just didn't understand. I wound up taking some space from church and God for a few months so that I could grieve and process things. Then I remember hearing a message about the world we live in. This guy described the world in terms of Good Friday, Holy Saturday, and Easter Sunday. Friday is the day the worst thing you can possibly imagine happens. And Sunday is the day of great triumph and resurrection, but Saturday is the day after the worst thing in your life happens, when you still have to get up and go on with life and you don't know Sunday is coming. Many Christians live as if it's always Sunday in a sort of false sense of triumph. Everything has a bright side. And others live as if it's always Friday and things are just the worst. But the truth is that we live in a Saturday sort of world. Things are often really bad, deeply painful, but Sunday is coming. There's hope, but not a false hope that says things are always good right now. I felt like he named my reality in that moment. I had been struggling so much with feeling rushed through my grief, like the good Christian thing was to look on the bright side or find triumph in death. And this message helped me make sense of things. A few days later, I was at work early one morning. I was a baker and I had the whole restaurant to myself. And in the quiet for the first time that year, I said a simple one-line prayer. Lord, Saturday is hard. Those four words carried so much heartbreak and pain. And in my heart, I heard him respond, I know. And even though it was just two words, I, I felt all of the heartbreak that a mom has when her child is in pain. And she holds him saying, I know it hurts, baby. I'm so sorry. He didn't fix the pain. He didn't wipe it away or answer why, but he was with me in it. And those two words healed so much. I am so thankful for how the Lord speaks to us. Words of comfort, words of love, words of peace through things like scripture, circumstances, people, nature, prayer, and much, much more. So if those are the different ways we can hear from God, how do we actually set ourselves up to actually hear from Him? Well, it begins when we truly expect to hear from Him. And the only way that that will happen is when we recognize that God is always moving, He's always working, and He's always speaking. Let's go back to what we were calling that plausibility structure from earlier. As I said, I think for most of us, this box is really, really small. And that's why we're challenging each other to expand that structure, to reconsider our theology, which is what Scripture tells us about hearing from God to listen to testimonies like the one we just heard from people who are actually hearing from God, to learn some of the practical tactics that can help us hear from God, like what we're doing right now, and finally, to grow in trust. Trust that God will speak to us even in the midst of our fears, even in the midst of our doubts. So if we hope to hear His voice, we have to first listen and we have to expect God to speak. I've always been inspired by those words from the prophet Samuel when he said, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Sometimes before I begin to read scripture in the morning, I've even simply restated these very words of Samuel, or I say a brief prayer like, Speak to me, Father. But however I do it, the point is that I'm coming to God and I'm expecting 
expecting him to speak. And when we expect God to speak and he promises that he will, then we're ready for the next part. We're ready to engage. In the region surrounding the area that Jesus lived, it is still possible to witness a scene today that Jesus almost certainly saw 2,000 years ago. It's a picture of Bedouin shepherds bringing their flocks home from the various pastures they grazed during the day. Sometimes all those different flocks would end up at the same watering hole at the end of the day so that they would all kind of get mixed up together. And it's not uncommon for eight or even nine small flocks to gather, turning into like a convention of thirsty sheep. But it's interesting, though, that that the shepherds don't worry about all the sheep being mixed up. Because when it's time to go home, each one issues his or her own distinctive call, special whistle or a particular tune on a specific reed pipe. And that shepherd's sheep would then withdraw from the crowd to follow their shepherd. The sheep know their shepherd and they follow. Jesus said, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. When we approach our day with our ears open, listening for God in scripture and in nature and in conversations and in the daily events of our lives, we'll begin to recognize his voice because we're engaged in the practices and the spaces where we know God speaks. It's our way of kind of showing up. It's our way of listening. It's our way of being ready with a ready heart to follow whatever he leads us to do. I think some of us may believe God speaks, but We're not regularly engaging with him in the ways that he speaks. And so it's sort of like we're getting into a car, we're turning on the ignition, but we never put the car in drive and we're wondering why we're not going anywhere. In the same way, if you simply believe God can speak, but you don't actually engage with him throughout your day, you run the risk of missing out on hearing from God. But when we expect and engage, we will hear from God. And when we do feel like we hear from God, it's critical that we take the last step, evaluate. This step is so important. As you practice this process of expecting and engaging, there will be times when you feel like you may have heard from God, maybe through a circumstance or a prompting or through someone else. But then once you've taken some time to evaluate what you've heard, you might realize that that wasn't from God after all. And if that hasn't happened to you, it likely will. And let me just tell you, it's okay. It happens to all of us. There have been several times in my life where I thought I heard what God was saying to me. But upon further evaluation or talking with friends, I've realized that what I thought I heard was really just me wanting something so much that kind of confused my want with with God's voice. And that's why as part of the process of hearing from God, We need to humbly share what we believe God is saying with others. And when we submit what we have heard to the accountability of a Christ-following community, we can help each other discern what God is saying. Together, we need to ask questions like, is it biblical? God will never tell you to do something that's contrary to his written word. And questions like, what does the community say about this? community of other believers, your small group, your church, even the historical church, they all hear from the Spirit as well. And when we listen together, we have a better chance of hearing accurately. Finally, questions like, what is the fruit? Paul says in his letter to the Galatians is that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Messages from the Spirit 
will likely bear this fruit as well. So we need to expect, we need to engage, we need to evaluate. Now, this is not just like a one and done process. This is something we have to repeat over and over and over again every day and even throughout our day. We need to expect to hear from God. We need to engage in such a way that we hear from him. And then we need to evaluate. We need to carefully consider what we're hearing to ensure that it is from God. We need to expect, we need to engage, we need to evaluate, and we need to repeat. You see, this is how we can hear from God. So, quick show of hands. I know you're at your home, but I can see you. Let me assure you. Who here remembers back when a phone rang and you would pick it up and you had no idea who was calling? I know it's kind of hard to imagine that now, isn't it, with our smartphones and our caller ID? But then after you would answer the phone, the person on the line would identify him or herself by saying something like, hey, it's John, right? But once in a while, someone might say, hey, it's me. And they would assume that you could tell by their voice exactly who it was. And of course, there were also those embarrassing moments when you weren't really sure who it was, right? You had to decide if you were just going to fake it or if you were going to come clean and say, now, who is me exactly? But there's something so special about a voice that you can recognize without mention of their name. It signifies a closeness, an intimacy, or a relationship that is just far beyond just an acquaintance. You've been friends for so long or there's just something so distinct about their voice that there's no question in your mind about who is speaking. It makes me wonder how often God is whispering, hey, Ted, it's me. And I either don't recognize his voice or I let all the noise going on around me keep me from hearing him at all. The good news is that God wants that kind of relationship with us, where when we hear his voice, we can immediately recognize it. He wants that kind of daily familiarity with you. He wants a relationship with us that is so close and so familiar that whenever he says, hey, Ted, or hey, Carrie, or hey, Michael, or hey, Alec, we could instantly know who it is. I know that voice. It's my shepherd. It's my God. It's my protector. It's my provider. It's the one I follow. And he's speaking to me. Expect engage, evaluate, repeat. Each week, we'll be closing with a prayer that I hope you'll continue to pray throughout the week. It's a simple prayer to help us become naturally supernatural. So would you join me in praying this prayer right now, out loud, right where you are? God, expand my vision, embolden my heart, and release your kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. 